Israel News Talk Radio, straight talk from Israel. Has the news got you down? Not with these funny guys. You're listening to Lighten Up with Steve Miller and Roya Mosinian. <laughs> shalom, shalom, everybody. Hey, guess what day it is? It's Monday. You know what that means? It's Lighten Up on Israel News Talk Radio, and we're back. Baruch Hashem. And we have a special guest host, which one of my... Good, good buddies, and a big, big star here on Israel News uh, Talk Radio. He has his own show, which I am proud to say that because of me, he got the show. Uh, uh, the host of the Jewish Truth Bomb, Mr. Lenny Goldberg. Lenny, what's up? Thank you. It's great. Great to be here on this fifth, fifth candle of Hanukkah. That's right. This, this could be the Hanukkah show. Put on your yarmulke. It's time to celebrate Hanukkah. Woo! Happy, happy Hanukkah, everybody. <laughs> Hello? Hey. <laughs> Lenny, are you having a good Hanukkah? Yeah, Hanukkah is, one of, is my favorite holiday. And not because it falls during Christmas, but because, because it's just a hot, you know, it's one of the holidays, the only one, if you think about it, that took place in the land of Israel. Purim was in Persia. All the other holidays were in the desert, like Sukkot or uh, Shavuot, we got the Torah. But Hanukkah happened in Israel. And we say Hallel, a full Hallel every single day. Uh, and that's how great Hanukkah is. Wow. So the thing about it, it, it's misunderstood in many ways because everybody's talking about the, the flask of oil and the eight days that it lasted. And nobody's talking about the real message of Hanukkah, the real thing that we celebrate, and that's the victory. The victory of the Maccabees over the Greeks. That's right. It's a religious Zionist holiday, a religious freedom where the Hasidic Jews of their day fought the Syrian uh, Greeks, right? And uh, it's the religious Jews that saved Israel. Am I right well, or wrong? Well, in those days, you either had Hellenists or religious Jews. You probably didn't have anything in the middle. So right. that's true. That's true. I mean, everybody, you believe that you didn't. It's only later on you had all these other in-betweens, you know, traditional, reform, conservative. They either believe or you don't. Right. It's like if, uh, it would, if, if, if it happened nowadays, if it happened now, it'd be like if Tel Aviv was trying to get uh, taken over and the only people to defend Tel Aviv would be the Haredi from Jerusalem. <laughs> right? Hey, listen, that's what happened. You know, in Jaffer, know. in Jaffer and Lut a couple of years ago, the only ones who came to help those people were uh, the Hilltop Youth. That's so, right. yeah, they're coming to the rescue. Even the IDF doesn't show up these days. <laughs> um, listen, we have an incredible show today. Now, uh, for two weeks, we haven't been on the air, Lenny, because I moved into a brand new apartment. And I just have to say real quickly uh, that I thought Israel was the high-tech capital of the world, and I had no internet for like four or five days, and that's why I couldn't do, do the show last week. Apparently, I live in a brand new building, but yet there was problems because the internet guy couldn't hook up our internet because of the new technology that the building had. It was a big balagan, which uh, basically in Hebrew means a big mess, and uh, that's why I couldn't do the show last week. Uh, I had no internet. Uh, but now I do. And uh, for the last couple weeks, Lenny, we've been uh, I know you were my guest host a couple times when the war first broke out. Well, we're like in day 60 something, right? Uh huh. We're talking October 7th. So uh, the, we're talking yeah. November 7th. Yeah. OK. And uh, a little um, more than two months. 
Okay, what is this? 66 days. Thank you, Miss Producer. So we were talking about the war, and it was a very serious show, but now we're coming back to comedy. Now, we are going to talk a lot about what's going on, um, and I have some great news stories. But first, of course, as always, Lenny, let's, let's, uh, let's welcome our listeners. Uh, now, we have a, a lot of listeners all around the United States that, are, that are, my producer told me before we went on the air uh, all over the place, uh, Florida. I, I don't even know, really. She she doesn't have it much. She just says the United States of China is listening, uh, South Africa, Canada, Israel, and the Netherlands. But a lot of like people in America are listening. So uh, happy Hanukkah to all the Jews in America. Uh, we got a lot of stories, uh, a lot of great stuff, and um, I might as well uh, bring up since you talked about. Um, well, first of all, since we weren't here. Uh, the last couple of weeks, I did want to say that he, a lot of things are going on in America, a lot of crazy, crazy stuff. So I, w- I would love to get your uh, input and your feedback. First of all, did you hear uh, what Susan Sarandon said a couple a uh, couple weeks ago? No, but I know she's a good anti-Semite. She's, uh, <laughs> she's been in for a while. She's the best, babe. Um, <laughs> Anyway, yeah, so apparently uh, the, her agency dropped her as a client uh, because she made a statement on social media saying uh, that the U.S. Jews are finally getting a taste of what it feels like to be Muslim. This is what she said with all the uh, anti-Semitic marches, all the violence, all the uh, pro-Hamas rallies. This is what she said. And, um, you know, for a woman who's in uh, show business, who her agent is probably Jewish. I mean, these celebrities have got to be the dumbest people I've ever, I've ever met. I mean, I don't know why she would say that, um, because first of all, it's a complete lie, <laughs> because there is no violence against Muslims, uh, especially in America. Um, Wait, and, uh, she's she's dumb, right? She's a Hollywood dummy. But what about the smart people from Harvard and Penn? This this was to be smart. <laughs> that's <laughs> and right. Also, what they said, even worse. That's right. That's right. Well, we'll talk about that because there's a lot going on there. Um, But yeah, so uh, that that happened a a couple weeks ago. I wanted to talk about that when it was fresh on the news. But uh, I really kind of felt like you remember that big movie she was in, uh, Thelma and Louise. And at the very end, her and uh, Thelma, or I don't know which one she was. I don't know if she was Thelma or Louise. Anyway, (laughs) they drove off the cliff in their car. That's what she needs to do. She needs to reenact that ending scene in her most famous movie and just go off a cliff. (laughs) That's what I want. So, so uh, you know, a lot of these people, uh, like, they think, oh, good for her. They fired her. They dropped her. It doesn't really matter. I mean, someone will pick her up. She's got enough money to last her for the rest of her life. So it really doesn't affect her. The point is she puts it out there and, um, and uh, you know, it's out there for all of social media. So. Yeah, look, Hollywood is, you know, Holly weird for a long time now. Oh you know, you have God. people of b- bigger stature like Robert De Niro and those guys. I mean, they didn't say anything against Israel, but they they hate Trump and Meryl Streep and the big ones, you know, not the washed up old ladies like 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 Susan, whatever her name is, you just surrounded. But yeah. I'm talking about the big stars, man. They're, they're also, you know, the same cut out of the same cloth. That's right. That's right. Uh, we don't get much. Uh, we don't get much support. Um, but of course, uh, of course, the big news going on now, uh, what you uh, mentioned is the uh, colleges, right? All these big Ivy League schools, right? And the big three that got called up to Congress. Uh, do you know who they are, Lenny, off the top of your head? I think Harvard, Penn and another one. And uh, MIT. Uh-huh. So the three presidents, which are three women and one of the women 
is a black woman and her last name is Gay. <laughs> so she should watch what she says. Um, but I mean, so basically, they uh, the woman from Penn, she got uh, she resigned uh, because they basically said uh, this this uh, congresswoman. Uh, I forget her name, but she, I had all of this stuff written down, and then I accidentally just deleted everything on my phone. So, hi-oh! <laughs> I've got nothing to reference here, going off my memory. Um, I had all these great stories, and now I can't do any of them uh, because I deleted it. <laughs> but it basically says they asked them if they felt that if uh, if chanting, you know, from the river to the sea, if calling for the ethnic cleansing of Jews, is that considered? bullying or harassment that was the question it was a simple yes or no answer right and they all of them said in a very scripted way uh, especially uh the woman at penn she, they said and i quote it really depends on the context <laughs> that's what it depends on it depends on the context um oh the uh the congresswoman was elise stefanik she asked um the president mcgill to respond, yes or no, if calling for the genocide of Jews violates Penn's rules uh, or the code of conduct. That was the actual quote. And McGill replied, if the speech turns into conduct, it can be harassment, yes. What does that even mean? That means if their speech turns into action, so if you ask, if you kill Jews, then it's harassment. But just saying it, it's fine. Saying that you want to see the destruction and the genocide of Jews, that's okay. As long as you don't really do anything about it. Only when it becomes genocide, then it's not then it's not okay. But the scary thing is, these are the people indoctrinating for years the American students. That's why we're so messed up. That's why America's in such a mess because these kids go to these schools and they all get indoctrinated that way. That's 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 the, their views, and so they're just anti-Israel, anti-American, anti-you know nor- normal, and they're all yeah. woke and progressive. And that's that's this generation. So yeah. You know, that's a sad um, future America has. I mean, you start to feel there's a point of no return for America with all the illegal aliens and, and, and the, the young, the youth are either dumbed down, totally turned left, is self-hating, self-hating their own country. Yeah. Well, she follows up. This is the phonic. She goes, uh, I am asking specifically, calling for the genocide of Jews, does that constitute bullying or harassment? And did you see the video? They're all with the same smirk smile, and she just responds by saying, um, responded that it was a context-dependent decision. Now, if this was people chanting for the genocide of blacks, Muslim, gays, uh, people who identify as a pencil, I mean, the, the whole country would be up in arms, you know? But because it's Jews... And it's so disgusting and it's so vile. And um, so anyway, they forced her to resign. She resigned. But you know what? Penn is keeping her on as, as a faculty member, you know? Wow. I heard, though, they lost some big donations, 100 yeah. million bucks. Right. So. so that was one. So that was so they did have this one guy. I think he pulled a 100 million donation. He says, I'm not going to give Penn any money unless she resigns. So that's actually good. But these other people, you know, this woman, uh, Miss Gay, President Gay, she looks like a black lesbian. I mean, and here she is. I mean, I, if I was the congresswoman, I just would have been like, what if people were saying we want to, uh, you know, have genocide of all black people? Would you then, uh, is that bullying or harassment? I, I, I just don't get it. I just, I well, really you, don't get it. You know, the Jews, the, the Jews uh, blood is cheap today. So it's so, it's so dangerous. And I think any Jew in America should just be, you know, I'm sure they're on their guard now. They could see that 
it can happen. There's a lot of Jew hatred, and it's not. It doesn't have to be just against Jews. There's just a lot of racial tension that's been created purposely, and the Jews are always in the middle, because on one right. hand, one hand he's helping along that progressive woke stuff, you know, the Bernie Sanders and the Schiff and the, all those Schumer. On the other hand, you have to. So, so the right, the right wing Americans hate the Jews because they see the Jews are the activist leftists. On the other hand, the you have the aggressor in Israel, so you get hate from that side as well. So we're like yeah. in the nutcracker. Either way, we can't win. Right. I agree. It, it, it's really unbelievable. You know, here's some some personal uh, news. So I found out last week that my niece, she goes to Ithaca, Ithaca, which there are a lot of Jews in Ithaca. And my niece is a liberal and she has to leave. She, Friday is her last day. She's leaving Ithaca. She's dropping out or transferring to some little local little school. And, and because of the Jew hatred and the anti-Semitism is so bad that she's scared and she and she's wow. a liberal. And, you, you know, uh, she refers to Judea and Samaria as the West Bank. <laughs> hey, listen, the Jews murdered in that massacre on October 7th were the biggest leftists in Israel, the biggest, biggest Arab-loving leftists in Israel. And so if obviously no Jew is immune from Jew hatred. He might I think know. he is. But, you know, one thing is maybe it causes these certain Jews to say, you know what, they hate me in anyway. So maybe I should find out what being Jewish is all about. I'm going to suffer for it. Let me see what the good is about it. You know, enjoy right. it. For, get the benefits at least. I agree. It's really, really scary right now. And I, and I have to say that if this is a, it, it, you know, always on your show, which first, let's, let, you know, you, 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 run, you have a show here on Israel News Talk Radio called The Jewish Truth Bomb, which I highly recommend that everyone who's listening here tune into The Jewish Truth Bomb and, uh, because uh, you always uh, kind of give an aliyah pitch because you always talk about the things that are going on in the news and things that are going on in America. And I'm telling you, if this is not, if what is going on in America right now, I mean, it was bad in 2016, 2017, 20, but it has gone to a different level. If this is not a reason to come to Israel, I, I don't know what is. I mean, uh, how much, you know, how much worse can it get? Yeah, well, you know, the, the, say, the, the only thing that will ever bring the Jews to Israel is that, is anti-Semitism. You know, when Rabbi Kahana, he was great on Kiruv and helping Jews make Aliyah and convincing them to leave the exile and come to Israel, he always stressed the anti-Semitism because he knew the Jews aren't going to come because Israel's a wonderful place, because it's the land of milk and honey. We, we don't care about that at the right. time. We're, we're not religious. But what can we understand? Well, every exile the Jew was ever in it imploded, every single one of them. So why should America be different? And only that, not only that, the, worse the, the more comfortable the exiles were, the worse they ended. That's a, that's a, that's a rule the sages teach us that the more comfortable the exile is, the more cushy they end more badly, the more comfortable you get. That's why Germany was such a horrible ending. Well, on the other hand, the Sephardi exiles, the Moroccans who have to leave their countries and, and Libya, it wasn't as bad because they right. didn't have such a cushy exile. And that's right. from Egypt, that started in Egypt. The Egyptians let us in, they were happy to have us. And in the end, we couldn't, we couldn't get out. And at one point the Jews in America won't be able to get out. I believe that. Look, look what happened with COVID, a little ridiculous virus. They shut down everything here. And even I wasn't even in Israel then, but they no one could leave. And uh, they can easily governments can easily shut down the border and uh, you won't be able to leave. But just what's going on in America is just so vile. And with the marches and, and, and they're just I mean, over. Uh, did you see in New York? Um, I saw when they were lighting their Christmas tree, they do their annual Christmas tree lighting. I mean, you're from New York. 
They had a sure. they had a huge march uh, of the pro Hamas people chanting and screaming. And of course, the news the news just ignored it. They didn't cover it at all. Uh, but it was like on live television. I mean, you could see it. I mean, that's why the Christians should be just as upset with the Muslims as we are. They're messing right. up the Christians too. They're they're. Uh, but but in the end, um, you know, that's why Israel should just do what it has to do, and they don't have to worry what the world says. I mean, just bomb the hell out of Gaza and don't worry about the demonstrations. They're going to do it anyway. Do we prefer the pictures of massacres of massacre Jews so we can get sympathy for a couple of days, or do we right. prefer to see? Those Arabs walking around as prisoners in their underwear. I don't know if you saw those pictures. Oh, oh, wait. That's one thing I wanted to talk about. Lenny, you're a genius. Look, thank God you brought that up. This is uh, this. Uh, if the people don't uh, aren't aware of what's uh, what what lately, so the latest thing now what's going on in Israel is yeah. So apparently, what Lenny like hundreds of Hamas people surrendered. Uh, and the IDF stripped them into their underwear. And I have to tell you something now. You know, Hamas doesn't look so scary when they're sitting in their underwears. There is a lot of guys. There are a lot of fat, out-of-shape terrorists. I mean, it was disturbing to look at. And they're all sitting on their knees on the ground, and then they were put in this truck. But some of them were wearing boxers. Some of them were wearing briefs. And some of them were, like, fat, out-of-shape. How can you be a terrorist and be out-of-shape, you know? <laughs> what Listen. They're, but they're also chicken because they all surrendered, you know. They're tough and women and children. They surrendered. They didn't even fight. And they surrendered. And that's a very important visual that, that has to be circulated all over the world because the visual of the Jews getting massacred, that if that sticks in people's minds, that's very dangerous. It's a desecration of God's name that they see Jews being slaughtered. That has to be changed to what we saw of surrendering naked Hamasniks begging for their lives. That has to be the new narrative because that's the only way Jews will be safe, in Israel anyway. Because as long as the Arabs perpetuate that massacre and the picture is the poor Jew, the poor Jew, that just gives the other Arabs all around here in Judea and Samaria and all over Israel just more of an appetite to repeat the success of what the Hamas did on October 7th. But yeah. if you exchange that for a humiliation, you totally humiliate these bad. Okay, you humiliate. I oh, hey, I don't. You can say that word on "lighten up," Lenny. Keep it clean. So, if, you, if the only way to, you have to change the narrative, so that's the, that's what people have to see. Like, get the get the Hamas humiliated, so they're not so you know scary after all. Just like you said, and that's the, that's the way to do it. That should be shown, and they should be hung from their totem poles. I hope they don't. <laughs> I, mean, I I hope they Lenny, don't. Lenny, Lenny's on fire. Listen. This is, you know, I, by the way, I had a privy to those pictures. My kid's in Aza, so he showed me those pictures before they were, you know, broadcasted. So I saw right. that I saw that in real time. Well, it, I have to tell you, uh, let me, are you a boxer or a briefs guy, Lenny? Which do you prefer? I, I like boxer, a boxer. Well, yeah. you you and a lot of other Hamas terrorists there. But I saw <laughs> one guy, like, I saw one terrorist, he was wearing, like, uh, bikini briefs. Oh, my God. That's, that's embarrassing. And, you know, come on. Yeah, you know, can they get a little, can you can you get in shape, you know? There's a lot of running around, and you know when you're a terrorist, you have to be in good shape. <laughs> hey, listen, they're not terrorists; they're Arabs. You know that's what they are. Right? They're Arabs. Arabs, but, yeah. are, Arabs from Aza. <laughs> oh, wait a second. Oh, we have some. Uh, 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 our producer is, is is giving me some news. And she says someone said that Hamas came out in their underwear on their own, and that we didn't tell them to, and we didn't strip them. So it's unclear. <laughs> 
So apparently, who knows? Maybe they surrendered in their underwear. Why would anyone surrender in your underwear? <laughs> it, may, it may be to show that they're not armed. And so, ah. don't shoot me. I'm unarmed. Yeah. Have pity on me. Oh, my God. Oh, right. You are right, Lenny. That's from our producer. You are right. Wow. Well, anyway, if anyone wants a good laugh, you, I'm sure you've seen it in America, but it is hysterical. They're all in their underwears, and there's some fat terrorists that probably been eating too much hummus. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was a, great, uh, a great story. Um, and, um, and what's also great is I'm seeing lots of videos of, uh, like, they have literally have flattened gaza i mean and and i saw them lighting menorah in like the center square of gazan center gaza the middle of gaza whatever they, they lit like a huge menorah i mean it's incredible you no know, there's a lot of jewish stuff that's being found there do you know that it's, and this is appropriate for, for hanukkah that jonathan he was one of the brothers after yehuda maccabee died yeah uh, jonathan yonatan he conquered gaza during the time of the maccabean wars wow conquered, uh, yeah conquered gaza and so you find the uh, Jewish uh, civilization over there, all kinds of stuff. Of course, because we, we, weren't we living there in 2005? That also. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they're finding really antique stuff, you know, from the Second Temple period. Oh, okay. Wow. Well, yeah, I mean, look, Gaza is all over the Bible, right? I mean, uh, didn't, uh, D D David, I mean, you're currently doing a shiur. You're currently uh, learning on your uh, – tell people about your, um, your uh, Bible study class on Spotify because I follow you and I listen to it and I learn from you. And you're, you're talking about uh, uh, the book of Samuel. And didn't David spend time in Gaza? Sure. Well, you think about it. Samson, you know, this is the first time you saw Gaza in the headlines when Samson the judge – and everybody knows who Samson is. He's a famous judge. Right. Even people who never read Bible, they know Samson with the muscles. Anyway, right. he walked around in Gaza. And uh, the Philistines occupied Gaza for most of a, for a long period from the book of Judges through the book of Samuel. And David finally put him down. And the, the fact is the Palestinians, where did, where did that name come from? It came from the Philistines who were in Gaza. The right. Romans changed the name of Judea to the Philista. But um, look, when you know Tanakh, everything becomes much clearer. You have a perspective on this. And, um, you know, the, the Philistines had five cities, Gaza, Ashkelon, Ekron, Gat. Uh, and, um, you know, they're Jewish cities that were occupied. And we got to occupy them back. We got to take it back. That's right. We do. We do. I agree. Lenny, you need to lead the troops. Um, so if anyone wants to listen to an incredible Torah Listen to uh, Lenny Goldberg's Bible study, right? Bible classes. Lenny Goldberg's Bible classes. Listen, I got a website that oh. we set up. It's called LennyGoldberg.com. That's it. Ooh, I'm and there you can get. It. Yeah, so right. LennyGoldberg.com. We got Rabbi Kahana books, which are hard to get these days. A lot of Rabbi Kahana books. And we have all my, uh, a lot of my uh, classes and uh, articles and kind of puts it all together. But if wow. you're interested in Rabbi Kahana books, because, hey, Rabbi Kahana mentioned this in the book, They Must Go. I mean, the massacre on October 7th, that's exactly what he was warning about in his books about the Arab time bomb in Israel. And it just exploded on that day. But the rabbis saw that way back. And the Torah saw it, that there's a mitzvah to drive out the inhabitants of the land. And if you don't, you're going to have massacres like this. Right. Lenny, I'm on the website right now. Wow. Look at this. You got all the Kahani books. They must go. Uh, the Wit and Wisdom of Rabbi Meir Kahani. Uh, that's my book. I wrote my. That's oh, I you wrote, wrote a yeah. book? Yeah, I wrote that book. Wow, 
You're, 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 the Rabbi Kahane was telling jokes. You got his jokes in there? He's funny. Are you kidding? He was hilarious. He, he, so you can go on his website, everybody, LennyGoldberg.com. You can buy this book for 60 shekels. Can they buy it if they're in America? Yeah, sure. You could, um, you know, like buy it over the uh, – you can email me also, and I can send yeah. it to you. Uh, uh, look at all these books here, and you've got your pictures, you got videos, you got your uh, Bible podcast, you got the Jewish Truth Bomb link. So, uh, yeah, it's brand new. One of our one of our listeners he helped me out with that. Well, that's a great one of your listeners help you with that. Yeah, he listened. He liked what he heard. Jason, um, he's also helped Tamar. He's a good man. Duh. Does very, he listen to Lighten Up? Jason, why don't you help me out? I need help, <laughs> Jason. He's promoter. He's, He's a promoter. My, my promoter. Oh, my God. You got a anyway. promoter? Letty, Letty, this is all because of me. I bring you onto the show. The, the, um, Tamar Yona loves you. Now you're like you got your own website. You're selling books. You've got a, <laughs> you've got a, you, you got a guy named Jason who's, who, who's, who's, who's uh, part of your crew now. Oh, my God. You're like, uh, oh, my God. What's, the, what's that show on HBO that was about uh, Wahlberg? Oh, I forget it. Anyway. <laughs> Don't worry. I won't forget you. I'm way up. I'll be good to the people. On the way down. It's yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so anyway, here's uh, here's some. Also, oh, here we have some new people listening. Japan and Brazil. All right. Hey, Brazil. How are you? I don't know. That sounds more like Mexican to me. But uh, Mexico used to listen to a lot. They don't listen anymore. Um, so here's a story. Uh, this is coming out of the United States too, because uh, I'll be honest with you. You know. It's safer in, in Israel than it is in the United States right now to be a Jew. And um, this is what Joe Biden, Joe Biden, the greatest president of all time. This is what he did. Did you hear this? The Biden administration said to demand Israel to conclude the war against Hamas by the end of the year. And this comes from citing three anonymous officials in Tel Aviv. This is what Politico reports, that U.S. Joe Biden administration has told Israel it has until the end of 2023 to conclude this war. Can you tell me what country gets involved in another country's war and says, wrap this thing up? You know what I mean? Like, like we're uh, taking your kids to the playground. Come on, wrap it up. Let's go already, guys. I mean, what, did you hear this? Did you, what do you think about that? Wow. Well, you know, I know that since this whole thing started, America steps in. And it's just, they're helping us and giving us arms, but they're really telling us what to do. They're in the war room. American generals in the war room with our generals, and they're directing what to do. And it's a horrible thing. The, the only thing that can happen that can save us is if the soldiers just outrun the orders of these generals because they're going to put the brakes on them no matter what. We know Biden's no friend of Israel. Biden is the one who empowered the Hamas. When he right. came into power, he turned on the water for them. He, he empowered Iran again. Iran was on its knees. Trump had given sanctions, yeah. and Biden comes in, and you know he brought back the pay for slay. He brought back, you know, so he's he's the one responsible for it all. It's not really him; it's Obama. It's that whole Democratic Party. Well, so, I just uh, can't believe it. You, listen, hey, baby, you have till you have till Christmas to wrap this thing up. Who who the uh, hell does this guy think he is? This dope, this this demented fool. America is a joke. I tell you, I, they don't even know who's a man and a woman. Like, you're really, I can't believe Bibi would be scared of Joe Biden's army. They don't even know between the difference of a man and a woman. I mean, and they're going to sit there and tell Israel, wrap up this war. They don't want a solution. We can easily wipe out Hamas and end this, but they don't, the world doesn't want this conflict ended. I think the, a lot of the world would love to see us bomb the heck out of Gaza and 
you know, we could show them how to take care of Arab radicals. I think a lot of the people would like to see it. You know, but it's really our fault for caring what the nation says so much. And that's also in the Parsha. You know, Joseph sat two years in jail extra because he trusted in the Saramashkim, in the uh, butler. The butler said he solved his dream. And Joseph said, please remember me when you get out of here because I didn't do anything wrong. And I got stuck in this jail. And he was punished, Joseph, just for asking for the Gentile to help him. He was groveling to him. And and that's how that's how uh, severe it is when you grovel and you listen to the nations like we do. Even Joseph, and you can understand Joseph. He wants to get out of jail, and he's doing a histadlut, as they say. He's taking natural measures to try to get out, but he groveled a little too much. You want to? We want help from America. You do it like business. If Joseph had said to the butler, "Listen, I helped you. Help me. I helped you. Now it's your turn to help me." That's okay. That's not groveling. But the way we do it, we could also say, "Listen." America has an interest in Israel. They have an interest here. They're not helping us because we're nice. Right. You know, you can listen to uh, Ravivi and Avivi and Yoram Ettinger. These guys will tell you a list and list of vital uh, things that Israel provides for America, for American interests. It's not just a helping hand. You know, it's not, it's not chesed. It never was. So we got to chesed. chesed means kindness, just uh, for our listeners. Right. You, know, you got a lot of <laughs> Jews in America listening. Like, we act like beggars in the doorway all the time. You know, we have an atomic bomb. I mean, what do we have it for? I'm not saying to use it, but we can use it to, we can deter with it. We can say, oh, Biden, listen, Biden, if you, if you tie our hands, you know, we might just have dropped the bomb. You got to use it as a bluff anyway. What do you have it for? I right. mean, if you, our citizens got massacred, okay, this, you can't forget that. We forget it too quickly. That's right. And so, you know, it's not a joke. It can happen at any time. That's the Arab. He can do it anywhere in Israel. He can do it anywhere in America. That's coming. That's right. It's coming soon to your front door. What you That's saw. That's right. Right. Coming so, soon, America. You too will get your own personal intifada. Hi-yo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Again, anyway, so that was a preview. That's October right. October seventh. Get ready, America. It's coming. <laughs> uh, uh, and here's here's uh, here's something you'll find interesting. So the U.S. House uh, of Representatives. Uh, okay's the resolution by Jewish Republicans equating anti-Semitism to anti-Zionism. So they passed, I guess, a law or resolution that says if you're anti-Zionist, you are anti-Semitic. And it says here 24 Jewish Democrats among the 92 lawmakers to vote present, disputing measures assertion that all forms of anti-Zionism are anti-Semitic. So there were, uh, it says here, the resolution, it says the resolution passed 311-14 with 92 members voting present, which means abstantia, which means they're not really voting. They're not, they're not saying it is or they're not saying it isn't. And among them were 24 Jewish Democrats. 24 Jewish Democrats in the United States government said that, uh, you know, uh, that if you're anti-Zionist, you are not anti-Semitic. But it, you are, because if you're an anti-Zionist, that means you don't believe that the state of Israel has a right to self-determination, which means you don't believe that Jews should be living in Israel and it should be a Jewish state. So if that's the case, then where will the Jews go? So you want to you wanna ethnically cleanse and kick out all the Jews. Where do, you, where do they want us to go? Uh, you know, and, and, and it's unbelievable that 24 Jewish Democrats in the House voted against it, or just, or just didn't vote at all. <laughs> yeah, well, we see the Democratic Party. It's not the Democratic Party of our fathers. Of uh, used to be good guys in there, you know. They used to be Scoop Jackson, you know, my days. And you got a 
a real radicalized democratic party. It's a communist socialist party today. Anti-Israel, anti-American. That is. Uh, I think there's a lot, uh, since it's the week of Hanukkah, I think um, there's a lot of uh, Hanukkah stories that, uh, there's a lot uh, in Hanukkah that relates to what's going on right now in in the current state, not just in Israel, but, you know, all over, all over, uh, especially in the United States, since we have so many people from the United States listening. Wouldn't you agree? I mean, that's why the Bible is so relevant. It's divine. Sure. Like I said, like I said, you listen, what I want to clear up, like everybody, and I opened with this, everybody, when they think of Hanukkah, what's the miracle of Hanukkah? They talk about the Pach Shemen, the vial of Shemen that was found, right? Now, we read, we, we read Alanisim during our davening, Alanisim. We do it when we bench on our bread. We, we, we talk about it in our, in our davening three times a day. And there's nothing there that mentions the Pach Shemen, the miracle of the vial that was found. Right. I was right. looking all over for it. Every time I say, every time I read it, Alanisim, on the miracles, all I read is about the war. I can't find that vial of oil anywhere in that, uh, right. <laughs> in the text. And so what happened is we kind of, because of the exilic mentality we have, we've distorted it and we reduced Hanukkah to something very trite, that it's all about the Shemen, it's about the oil. Nothing about the war, and we're totally ignorant about what Hanukkah really is all about, and we're missing out on real heroism, by tremendous, by unreal heroism, superhuman, that a family, a family in Modein took on the Greek Empire. It's something unheard right. of in history. That's and, right. And, and we're missing that story because we're concentrating on the little Pach Shemin, and that's uh, troublesome, but it's the result of our exile where we didn't stress any of the nationalistic themes we, st- we stick to the private sector. Everything, everything becomes a religion, right? But Hanukkah is all about the wars, and that's what we say in al Sin. That's right. Lenny dropping truth bombs, the Jewish truth bombs, every Monday on Israel News Talk Radio. <laughs> Listen, yeah, I'm but gonna, see, it's not ahead. really a bomb. It, it's just a simple understanding. That's the thing. It shouldn't be a bomb. Unfortunately, it, it is a bomb, but it's like... It's like somebody giving somebody electric a, a current of electricity just to wake him up a little bit, right? right just to get him right. normal, you know, like uh, give him electrodes in his head, because it's nothing here that's really new. We're just right. reading the book, reading what it says in the davening. That's right. You're a genius, lady. You're a genius. Listen, I'm going to change the topics a little bit because this is, uh, you know, I, I, th- I found a great story which I think you'll love. Now, I remember the last time we did this show uh, a while ago. Remember, we were talking about uh, some things that were found that were people were, uh, you know, uh, um, when you would give uh, selling. There's a signed menu by Mao Zedong brings a quarter million dollars at an auction. Uh, Did you hear what I said? Something about a quarter million dollars at at an auction? Yeah. So Mao Zedong, right? He's the famous communist dictator in China. Yes. Yeah. So apparently he signed a menu along with some other dictators in the 1950s <laughs> and it got found. It says an official menu for a state banquet that bears the signature of former Chinese leader Mao Zedong has been auctioned for two hundred and seventy five thousand dollars, babe. OK, <laughs> that is a lot of money for a guy who just autographed the menu. And I heard that he didn't tip. He didn't tip. He stiffed the waiter. You food not good. No tip for you. <laughs> Well, what want, pe- things, the things that people pay for today. That's right. These, these are people who have money. They have nothing to do with it. That's right. And look at this. You want to see what was on the menu? 
I'm going to try to enlarge this so I can see what was on the menu. It says here... Uh, Jowla chicken? <laughs> oops. Uh, oh, here's the menu. It says uh, shark. It started off with shark fin brown soup. <laughs> shark fin brown sauce in, in a soup. Do you ever have shark fin soup? Very, no. very big in Chinese, babe. Very big. The Chinese love it. Anyway, so then Mao Zedong started off his meal with some shark fin soup. Then he ate vegetable rolls in three colors. <laughs> this is what's on the menu. Then he had fried spiced chicken. Oh, he likes spicy chicken, babe. <laughs> and then he had vegetarian, uh, a vegetarian macadone. I don't even know what that is. He had, oh, roast Peking duck. Hello. <laughs> and cream of walnut and date and assorted pastries for dessert. This is what he had. This is on the menu. And he autographed it. Wow. You should even dictators eat like everybody else. Yeah, he's a fat slob. You know what? I'd like to see him in his underwear like Hamas. <laughs> Do you think he wears boxers or briefs? See, I don't want to imagine. I don't want to picture it. <laughs> oh, God. Well, this is unbelievable. Though, you know, whatever. I just thought that was an interesting story. Like, here's a menu, and it sold for $275,000. Wow. What are you going to do with that? I mean, okay. Hey, listen, Steve, I got to light my Hanukkah candles. Oh, that's right. Well, what do you mean? You have all night, right? Or it's yeah, I know, have... but you're not supposed to wait too long. Oh, it's really? Instead of doing it quickly, well, you do have all I... night if you have no choice. Uh, okay, but uh, it's not nice. It's like that's... I'm being lazy and lax about the mitzvahs because oh. I ran to do the show. Okay, well, this is a mitzvah too. Where we're 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 entertaining. We're giving the, no, the world information. That's um, why. All right. Okay, well, so I get the hint. So you're basically saying you want to leave. Okay, no, no. thanks a lot, Lenny. No, no, you got to light the candle. <laughs> hey, I lit candles uh, 7 o'clock, 7.30. What am I? Uh, am I going uh, straight to hell now? No, what? no, that's all right. That's all right. But listen, you're supposed to do it right when the stars come out. There's more people walking around. But okay. that's okay. All right, listen. We can, uh, we can call it a show. That's fine. How about in the last uh, 60 seconds? Yes. If you want to finish off, you can plug your show and give give everybody a Hanukkah blessing. I would love that because you're so good at that. 15 seconds. Um, well, you know, um, I, I, I suggest listening to my Bible classes. Just get in touch with the Bible, which is such a basic fundamental book. Uh, really, you see the conduct of a Jew before the exile. How did he behave? The Davids, okay. the Sauls, the Jonathans, all those characters in the Bible. And just like Hanukkah, if you read the book of the Maccabees, you learn about Judah Maccabee. You know, he's a real right. person. He's not some superhero with a cape. And his brothers and the Misru Nefesh and the self-sacrifice to go well, against the Greek Empire. I think, Lenny, I think she paused the broadcast. Oh, no. I think we are off the air. Are we off the air? Oh, anyway. No. Well, if anyway, we're not sorry, off the air. I still, oh. I got people. I, oh, we're on I, the air? Okay. I think we're on the air again still. Anyway, listen, Lenny. <laughs> This is, this is uh, no, we're on the air. That's what she says. Boy, hey, so, off and I don't know what I'm doing. So we're just going to wrap it up. Thank you, Lenny, for uh, for co-hosting with me and for giving me all your brilliant insight. Please check him out uh, on Spotify and also on the Jewish Truth Bomb. Thank you very much, everybody. Thanks Please for having tune me. Next Steve. week, no problem. Happy Hanukkah, everybody. 